This episode of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast is brought to you by Palms and Parks. They are high-quality t-shirts and tank tops that have cool, fun designs that help show off your love for Disney in a unique and smart way. Visit them at palmsandparks.com and check out what their store has to offer. There's something there for everyone. The time is now on an evening very much like the one we are recorded on. Tonight's episode of Nocturnal Disney is somewhat unique. It calls for a different kind of introduction. This, as you may recognize, is a recorded podcast, still in operation, waiting for you. We invite you to listen through, because in tonight's episode, you are the star. And this show takes us directly to... The Nocturnal Disney Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 27 of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. My name's Bryce. I'm here with Chris. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? If you want to join in a discussion, you can join us on Facebook. Just search the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. Join our little group. You can email me at Bryce at NocturnalDisneyPodcast.com. That's B-R-I-C-E at NocturnalDisneyPodcast.com. And you can say something quick to me on Twitter at Disney Nocturnal. You can also find me on Instagram at the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, all separated by underscores. Chris, you have one too, right? Yep. Just Nocturnal Disney Podcast co-host. Nice. I like that. You know? (laughs) We have quite a bit to talk about this week, man. Welcome back. First of all, welcome back. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And because you had to be gone and be all selfish celebrating your anniversary. Right at the drop of the best (laughs) trailer. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, it's yeah. been we it's, we've been starving for crap, and last week there was a lot of good stuff that came out. Exactly, I felt like Alfred at the end of The Dark Knight Rises when he's <laughs> sitting there at the tombstone. And he's just like, "I failed you." It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of how I felt. I'm like, "Dang it, that's all right." But because you were absent here last week, mm. we're gonna talk about the Spider-Man trailer again. Yeah. We're gonna talk about Quasimodo coming to live action. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Paddlefish. We're going to talk about Disney Springs. We're going to talk about Disneyland, refurbishments happening, all that kind of stuff. Dude, let's just get into it. Let's go. All right, buddy. We have two movies that I need you to talk about. Which one do you want to do first, A or B? Let's go Spider-Man. Okay, that'll work. That was A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was an, that was not fair. In either case, just Spider-Man. <laughs> so what were your thoughts on it, man? I loved it. Yeah? Loved the trailer. Freaking great. Yeah, I really like this trailer mm-hmm. as well. What did you think of Mysterio? Loved Mysterio. I, liked, I really liked it. The only problem that I had with the trailer. It's not even the trailer. The trailer was was great. Mm -hmm. It just has to do more with the Mysterio character. I'm really hoping that they don't give him magic. It looks like they will. But, you see, he is the master of illusions, and this is what I'm thinking about. You know, what makes Scarecrow, like Batman's villain, so awesome isn't the fact that he has, like, a magical power to do that sort of thing. It's all based in science and chemicals. Right. What I what makes Mysterio so awesome is the simplicity 
of of him of his powers, whatever. It's not powers; it's techno uh, technology. But that's what makes it awesome. You I know? agree. My fi- I don't know. This is spoilers for anybody who hasn't read Old Man Logan. But my favorite part in Old Man Logan is the part where Wolverine thinks that they're under attack. The X Men Academy is under attack. All the villains are busting through. And Wolverine is murdering all these villains. Yes, he is. Straight up stabbing them and cutting them in half. It was it's it's really gross. But in any case, <laughs> the best part is is the reveal. And spoilers again, everybody, but it's Mysterio who basically tells him, like, Yeah, I just messed with your mind a little bit. All illusions, and you did all the work for us. He finds out that he was murdering all the X-Men thinking they were villains. Yeah. When they were the X-Men. That is the power of just illusion. You know what I'm saying? And oh, that's absolutely. what I really hope that Mysterio in this movie has. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you. Two reasons why I think that it's not going to be illusion. One is that we actually see something tangible happen to Spider-Man. Like, he is drenched <laughs> well i don't think that there i don't if you're talking about the the four i don't think that they're an illusion okay so you think that we're gonna get hydro man sandman and then the other the magma elemental because yeah. there's three of them yeah yeah, yeah. I, really? I i think that he's just manipulating them that this is all part of a of a team which he will ultimately backstab but i think that this is all just a big setup the reason why i say this too is because I know everybody's looking and being like, look, it's magic. He's had time to watch Doctor Strange. And another thing, too, is is like, if you throw in magic into something like Spider-Man, I don't like that sort of stuff in Spider-Man. Spider-Man is your hometown story. He's your he's not your family neighborhood sorcerer, right? He's not that guy. He's your family neighborhood Spider-Man. And sure. I like the fact that maybe that's the play, is him thinking it's magical. Mysterio's had time to watch Doctor Strange and his appearances and do sorts of stuff like that. Maybe he's thinking, I can do that. I can go ahead and try something like that. That looks really cool. I would like Maybe. to see I would like to see that. Just partly because there is you have Thor and you have Doctor Strange that are really deal with the magical craft. And then and then you're gonna get into the complicated how does Spider Man beat magic? You know what I'm saying? He's just a kid in high school. You know what I'm saying? Then you get into Harry Potter and that sort of stuff. Plus magic, there's so it's so many it's so easy to have cop outs with magic. Oh yes. You know, it's like the problem that they have with the force now cuz now the force can do anything. You know, <laughs> I think that with the magic stuff, you just got to keep it to just your key properties. Keep it to Thor, keep it to uh and especially obviously Doctor Strange. Sure. Keep it there. I don't want it in any of my other properties. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I don't think there's a need to. And it's just so weird to think that, you know, he might be fighting him with magic. Because, you know, that's going to be like his only way to defeat him. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just a little too crazy for me. You know? I can appreciate that. As far as, you know, whether I would like to see magic in Spider-Man, 
Not really. No. I, I would but there's also no need to. to. That, right. There he is has no great rogues, rogues gallery, which I know you and Jamie talked about last week. Really and that's does. what makes Batman and Spider-Man's rogues gallery really cool. It's not so much you're dealing with the fantastical. You're dealing with just people that have lots of craziness to them. Lots of, sure. you know, you're not threatened physically by the Riddler, but he has the crazy devices. You know, with Mysterio, you're not threatened by him thinking he has superpowers that can blow up the earth. You're it's the illusions that he does. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm interested to see how they're going to handle him just in the show. Movie. Yeah, you're right. In the movie. <laughs> just because I like, like show. I just like the character so much. Me too. And I want him to be done justice. He looks like Thor. Mm-hmm. Like I, just I like armor. the idea of kind of the Phantom of the Opera route. And I mean that in the sense of they thought he was a ghost in the Phantom of the mm-hmm. Opera. And he was able to do cool theatrical stuff. That made you think, okay. Maybe. Right. And that's what's really cool about Mysterio. You can do some crazy stuff and allude to the end and then flip it on its head. And then sure. you see what's behind the scenes. I really hope that that's the route they go with. Me too. Because that would be more fun and that would make more sense with the Spider-Man character. Exactly. Now, what did you think of his look? Mysterio? Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it I thought cool, it looked right? great. And that and that kind of plays into my theory. I think he's. I think we're going to find out that he's been watching these superheroes in action. It kind of has like a Thor look to it. At the it same. does. So it's like I think he thinks I'm going to take a little bit of Thor. I'm going to take a little bit of this Doctor Strange dude that comes up and he looks magical. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're a dude who's a master of illusions, you're not a physical specimen. You know, sure. you're not going to be able to go around all of a sudden learn martial arts, get bitten by a radioactive spider. You're going to rely on those illusions. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I really hope they play that aspect because I think that's the strength of the character. Really the main question here. Did you think we were going to get the helmet, the fishbowl on his head? Yeah. I you was, did? Well, because <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think we were going to get that at all. I was blown away and mm-hmm. super happy that we did especially with seeing how it looked because it didn't look bad. I think when you have the movie coming out with you next to you and that's Aquaman, like not too far apart, mm-hmm. and they go and when we got Black Mana's helmet and everybody going, that looks great. And it makes no sense how that looks great. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, you know what? Why not? Like, sure. it, he looks, it's so theatrical. And that's the cool thing about Mysterio. Yes. He's, he's a freaking, he's like an actor almost. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. His costume is nuts. It is really cool. You looking. know, it's all based on the theatrics. So, I mean, I was really hoping that they would put the dome over the head. Right. Well, in Spider-Man Homecoming, we had Iron Man. And now in this one, it looks like we're going to be having a heavy dose of Nick Fury. What do you think of Nick? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I know in the com- I know in the comics and the TV show, the kids show, mm-hmm. they push that a lot. You know, trying to yeah. get him to recruit into the Avengers, and I mean, I guess I kind of like Spider Man to be his own dude, learning on his own, becoming a superhero kind of on his own, where he's me too, where he's Batman almost, but not you know, not really, because you know, Spider Man is much more going. He's like, I'll help you. Yeah. But I like the idea of him learning these cool things by himself. And then when the Avengers like, we need you, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to go. Right. I do like that more. And the only thing I'm afraid of is that they're going to take the Nick Fury character 
and almost get rid of all the progression that we had with Tony because in Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man was like, you're a kid, you're a child, you can't do this, you can't handle this. And then in Infinity War, he was even saying that at the beginning. But by the end of the movie, he's like, look, kid, you're an Avenger. You, you know, united him into the Avengers. I thought that was great. So we had character progression with Tony, and we really did, by the end of the movie, stop hearing him kind of condescending to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go back now to that with Nick Fury because Nick Fury doesn't really have any interaction with him and he's going to view him as a child. I really hope that's not what we get. My guess we're just going to have to wait and see, buddy. I know. But as far as the trailer goes, it got me pumped. It got me hyped. I just yeah. cannot wait for this movie, so bring it on. I'm excited too. Chris, the other movie we have is Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's a live-action remake, buddy. How do you feel about that? Just give me Hellfire. That's all I want. Me too. That's all I want. A live-action <laughs> Like, redo of that song. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, please. There have been so many covers of that song that are just up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. The best one I found was by this guy named Jonathan Young. Mm-hmm. He does a metal version of Hellfire, and it is phenomenal. I'm 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 just very happy that Disney is taking a risk on this movie, and I really do think it is a risk because so it's not a – I know Jamie was talking about how it is classical. I think it's classical if you saw it. And you liked it. Otherwise, yeah. it's not classical. Yeah. You know, like I don't see many kids walking around with a hunchback. I don't see nobody, even if our generation of people who like it, I don't see no one with hunchback Notre Dame shirts Mm-mm. or any references. There's like nothing in the parks with it. Nope. So, and that's because the movie didn't lend itself to be like that kid friendly. No, it's not. But the only thing I will say that I can, well, I can see kind of Disney going in this direction is that a couple years ago, there's more than a couple now, London had a live stage play of Hunchback of Notre Dame. And so, and apparently it did very, very well. I didn't get to see it. Obviously it was in London. Mm -hmm. I haven't even got to listen to it. I was starting to listen to it and something happened and I just never got back to it. Maybe that was them kind of taking their first steps of, should we look into this property more? No. I don't know. What do you think about the thought of Josh Gad, though, being Quasimodo? I like it. Yeah? I like it a lot. I think he's, he's when he's on scene, like, it's just really crazy. You know, he's not, like, beautiful or anything like that, but he has a... He has an electric energy to him. You know, he's very freaking flamboyant. He's very, yeah. when he's on the screen, you're always focusing on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that's part of the charm that Olaf has. Like, oh, absolutely. he speaks to you through that movie. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. really captures you. Any other actor could not have done Olaf like he did. So I like the idea of him being in a much more dramatic role. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And uh, challenging himself. I really like that idea. Mm-hmm. Live action wise to really challenge him himself and kind of be the lead. I think that would be really cool. And he's a little bit younger too, which mm-hmm. is good. Because the only other person I can even think of is going to be a surprise. Because next week, that's actually what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a fantasy recast of Hunchback of Notre Dame for the live action movie. That should be fun. Yeah. And if you haven't got a chance to listen to it, you should go back and listen to the recast of Emperor's New Groove. I think it was fantastic. I just wish you can bring back, um, what's his name, Frollo's character? 
Um, oh, I know. Because, I mean, he was his voice, man, is just so powerful. And that's really where just sad that, that he died, from, man. <laughs> so sad that he died. Yeah. Frollo as a villain, just in the movie, he was okay. Mm-hmm. Just like his lines or whatever, but yeah. the the power and the strength behind that voice. Oh my I mean, God. he makes that Hellfire song at the very end when he's sitting there and Quasi's hanging on the gargoyle and he has the knight as the sword. I yes. mean, that line was delivered amazingly. It really was. So I'm looking forward to the movie, dude. And uh, well, hopefully we'll get to have some fun recasting next week. Oh, absolutely we will. So let's come out of the realm of fantasy for a bit and talk about Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther got nominated for Best Film Mm -hmm. at the Oscars. It did. Now, I have my own thoughts on that. And by the way, they also didn't get Best Director. They didn't get Best Actor. They didn't get Best Supporting Actor. They didn't get Best Actress or Supporting Actress. It's just simply, or Best Director. It just was Best Picture. Right, which is actually going into my thoughts about it because... I don't think it should be there. No. Uh, especially when you have a movie that was as good as A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place was bloody brilliant. Well, you know what it is, man. And it's the one thing that everybody that I keep listening to, aside from a couple of YouTubers that are just going out and saying it, it's a political stunt, dude. It It, it is. Yeah. You, you don't... You. I was listening to... Uh, the John Campia podcast, and he was basically saying how it's been like 25 years. The only time this has happened has been three times in 25 years. Happened really? with the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, uh-huh. and I forgot the other movie he said, but it's it's kind of ridiculous. We It we, is. Hearing people talk about it who don't want to say it's a political stunt is hilarious because they're just like, you know, it's there and there's no... They're not nominated for, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's a political thing because it's probably not, but, <laughs> you know, this movie is a big, it was a big social movement and, and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, okay, but like when, how does that make that okay? It's a great movie. It is. It's but a when you have a, movie. but it's almost like a slap in the face, I think, to like think of The Dark Knight, Logan. Those movies didn't even get a nomination. Right. And then if you go back to The Dark Knight, you, you hear people say, oh, well, if there were 10 cat, Yeah, well, it's because of that movie that they bumped it up. Right. Now, here's the thing to me. They're saying, oh, Black Panther is the best movie of the year. It should be in that category. Well, in my opinion, obviously it's my opinion, I don't even think it's the best comic book movie of this year. No. You have Avengers Endgame. You even had Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I didn't love as much as anybody else did. I still liked it more than I liked Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And as I understand that it is a inferior film, I enjoyed Venom more than I enjoyed Black Panther. And Aquaman. It it and that's the uh, thing. I would put Black Panther above Aquaman. I, I enjoyed, but I enjoyed Aquaman. I enjoyed a lot. Aquaman more than I liked Black Panther. Mm-hmm. A lot of it being the spectacle, but whatever. The sure. the point the point of it is is that it's it, it's so weird. It feels like the Academy is saying, Hey you nerds. This is awesome, right? You got you got a Best Picture nominee. 
Yeah. But we're not going to give you director or actor or we're not going to tell you why. It feels like it's just up there to just please an audience and hopefully say, listen, guys, we're, we're cool, right? Like, we're, we're with it. Right. Well, you remember back last year, I think it was even before you joined the show, the Oscars came under a lot of heat. Because they're saying, you know what, we're going to add a category to this year's Oscars, yeah. Best Popular Movie, yeah. which is a nonsense it's, category. It's ridiculous, yeah. Do you think this might be remnants of that? I Just do. Just that, hey, we wanted to put Black well, Panther in Best That idea got slapped around. So it's, a lot. It, yeah. And what's interesting in this is, is that the Academy, when taking it back, was still saying, like, we're going to play with the idea. This might be their way of playing with it. Because, I, I mean... I'm not even a big Oscar watcher. I can care less about the awards and who wins. I mean, it's fun to watch, mm-hmm. you know, but it's as far as who wins and all that stuff, because everything is so, you know, like it's Venom gets pam- panned, but yet look at the money it makes. You know, Aquaman critically wasn't as great as Infinity War or, you know, um, Black Panther, but it made over a billion dollars. So it's like these movies, it kind of makes no sense to grade it on popularity. You I agree. know. It should be based on talent and the movie, which again, I know it's, I it's know it's subjective, so it's subjective, more difficult. but at the very least, if the movies that should be up there should all have this director knocked it out of the park, good actor, at least up for nomination or an actress or something, you know, no, not even, I don't think even the screenplay made it up there. No, it didn't. So, I mean, it's, it's just so weird, you know? Yeah. It just, if you look. If you look at it, it just doesn't add up. It's just it's like a backhanded compliment. You know what I'm saying? It's it's very weird to watch, but whatever. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. I completely agree with you. So it's nice that a comic book movie finally got nominated, yeah. but at the same time, eh. Mm-hmm. Oh well. It's like when you when you know the kids play their sports games and they get and they lose and they get a trophy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's kind of what it feels like. It, that's kind of yeah, what it feels like. Before we move on from Marvel, I don't know if you've heard these rumors or not, and now granted this is a rumor. And the only reason I bring it up is because Disney will be owning them soon. But there have been rumors flying around about Dark Phoenix and that it is a train wreck. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it I mean, it's surprised been re- it's me been a little reshot bit. and delayed and moved around. So much, and and that the doesn't delays that doesn't, are bad. but you know what? That's not necessarily true. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's just a bad movie. I mean, there's been a lot of movies that have been delayed or pushed and destroyed its time that it's supposed to come out, and been great movies. Sure, but I mean, I don't know. We're not hearing really that much good stuff coming out of it, and I think it. Unfortunately, it was caught up between the. A little bit of fallout from Apocalypse with a mixture of, like, what's going on with with the Disney thing? Are we merging? Do we end on a cliffhanger? Do we build towards something? You know, because that can really affect a story, you know? Yeah, You might be thinking, hey, we're going to plant some seeds here, or there might be a sequel, and then you might have to smash it into one movie, kind of like what happened with Justice League. You know, it was originally two movies got condensed into one, and then even that one got cut in half. And made to be much smaller than, you know, what originally was supposed to be. You know, sure. so, I mean, it really doesn't surprise me. Sure. It's just sad. Because 
I really like the X-Men movies. Well, you know what? That means now we're going in with very low expectations. That's true. So, I mean, and it might just, like, pull a venom for us or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go in and I you're thinking, so. hey, this might not be that great, and it might come out being okay, you know? I hope so. It, I mean, this one was already behind the eight ball for me anyway because I was never a... I don't like the character of Jean Grey at all. And so... I never really enjoyed the Dark Phoenix saga, and unfortunately, that's like the most popular X-Men story ever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of hard for me, but I mean, I still wanted it to be good. Yeah. But, oh well. In any we'll case. Have to wait. Another movie I don't have high hopes for is Avatar 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I can bring those up is because they are finally into post-production. Mm-hmm. Thank God. You want to know what's really funny? I I was watching, like, the behind-the-scenes again mm-hmm. on the movies. This was, like, a couple months ago. But then I... And when I... He wanted to do those movies right after Titanic. He wanted to do Avatar right after Titanic. By the time the movie was made, how many years after Titanic? With 2009, so we're talking, like, what? Like, f- nearly over, over 10 years, something like that? Yeah. So... If it took that long to do just one movie then, you know, with the technology that they had and the waiting and trying to play with it, it may it doesn't surprise me, man, that it came out in 09 and they were like, because what he keeps saying is technology is what's going to make these movies amazing. It's like what's going to really push it. And he's waiting. That's upsetting, though. Why? Because... It should not be technology is what makes this well, movie no, no, amazing. Well, no, 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 but you got to understand, I'm saying he, he's always been that guy to push the technological movies. Like, he's that's what he's known for is pushing yeah, the technology it. and making it amazing, which is why you can go back and watch it now and still be like, this holds up to today. So what I'm saying is, is like, it doesn't surprise me that it's taken that long, this long, to do it, especially when you're doing two movies back to back. So we waited this long, but now we're going to get one year, we're going to get them both. One year, uh, what is it, 2020 and then 2021. So, right. Now, I'm, like I said, you know me, I'm a fan. So, right. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm happy, buddy. Just looking back on it, mm-hmm. and I know I'm going to get crap for this, but I just don't like James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Like his movies, I don't really like them. I, I know people love Titanic. Mm hmm. I'm a big fan of Titanic. I like Titanic. Eh. I I could take it or leave it. If I never saw Titanic again, it would not make me sad. Right. If I never saw Avatar again, it would not make me sad. I've never had an inkling of interest in the Terminator movies. Mm-hmm. Just none. Mm-hmm. I gotta think it's just the way he shoots movies, <laughs> the way he writes movies, that I just don't... It just doesn't click for me. Yeah. And maybe. if that's the case, that's the case. So... I'm predisposed not to enjoy these, and mm-hmm. so I hope that when they do come out, I'm like, yes! Well, we'll see, dude. I mean... Because, I mean, that's what happened with Star Wars. I was never a Star Wars fan until 7 came out. Mm-hmm. 7 came out, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm actually going to go back and give these other ones a shot. And I went back and I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully that's what happens here. I mean... Because I don't want to waste my time. No, but I mean, it, <laughs> the, the thing about the last movie that... Contrary to what you're saying, though, it wasn't a piece of crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I mean, it, it made 
it two point seven billion dollars. Right, and you know, a lot of that was because you're right. He pushed the technology at the time. Well, it wasn't he just the technology. The you don't make that money because just pushing a technology. You make that money because of the repeat. I mean, let's let's put it this sure. way: the first Star Wars movie and Avengers: Infinity War, two billion dollar club. Mm-hmm. They at best made like maybe I think an. Over it was like one point one billion, I think Avengers. Yeah. I think something like that. You're talking like six hundred, eight hundred, or seven hundred million more dollars. <laughs> Most like if you, if that movie if that came out for Aquaman, yeah. that would be considered a win. You know what I'm saying? It, well, making yeah. so, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like this, I'm I'm talking about the remaining budget, the six hundred, oh, seven hundred. I'm like most movies would kill. For that, sure. So I mean, the fact that they hit it so far out of the park, it obviously got a lot of people talking. And I and I know what you were saying on Instagram, like, will people even care? I think people will. You think so? Absolutely. I mean, look look at the Star Wars movies. Yeah, but Star, you can't compare Star Wars to Avatar. No, but at the same time, Avatar's still in the conscience of people. It's really it, not though. It is that that place right now in Disney. I'm just talking about just Disney right. alone. Is insane to get through. Is insane to walk through. That is thing, true. And the thing is, is that a movie doesn't necessarily have to. It, it's about what you last remember from that movie. Now, yeah. if you're thinking, Bryce, you're like, well, I didn't really like it so much, but it doesn't matter. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a spectacle because it's gonna be the the hype around this movie. It's gonna be. They're gonna hardly have to come out with trailers for it because the buzz around the movie is gonna be. The biggest box office grocer of all time is coming back. And it's going to be a huge spectacle for people to go out and go, even if you hated it, you're going to go out and see it. You know what I'm saying? That, And I think that's what's going to happen. So I, I don't think it's going to worry. Obviously, would I like to see the sequels sooner? Sure. Absolutely. Right. But, I mean, I think that's also kind of a double-edged sword because now you're building that – movie that's what's gonna catch a lot of people's attention too it was like i thought that movie was done you know so yeah i don't know we'll have to see we'll have to see closed for refurbishments this week's closures are in magic kingdom the walt disney world railroad that's all three stations Fantasyland, Frontierland, and Main Street USA. We also have the Tomorrowland Speedway shut down, and Peter Pan's flight is also shut down right now. Heading over to Animal Kingdom, you have the Cali River Rapids being closed down this week. Typhoon Lagoon is also closed down, and Blizzard Beach is closed down right now until January 27th. Heading out to California, this week in Disneyland, you have closed down the Astro Orbiters, Haunted Mansion, the Rancho del Zocalo restaurant. Then in Disney's California Adventure, down for refurbishment is the Grizzly River Run. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we'd like to welcome you to the Magic Kingdom. Two weeks ago, when you and I spoke, we were talking about how Bob Iger was going to drop $20 billion into the parks around the world. Mm -hmm. Cool. 
We knew that we were getting the Tron roller coaster here in Magic Kingdom. We knew the next week that we were going to get a refurbishment of Sleeping Beauty's Castle out in Disneyland. And we knew for a while that we're going to be getting a Marvel Land out in, I believe it is Tokyo Sea. I think. Mm. But we hadn't really heard much from Shanghai. And I'm quite honestly surprised that we're hearing anything about Shanghai because Shanghai just recently opened, like a couple of years ago. Right. But no, we have what's supposed to be a very big expansion coming to Shanghai in the form of Zootopia. Yeah. That is very cool. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think I was reading an article and said that it in China it made the most like money like in the history of China or something like that. Yeah, it was China's biggest animated film. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I am kind of surprised that it's in China and not in Animal Kingdom because... Obviously, it could be an animal kingdom, but I yeah. feel like that might be a little bit too on the nose. No, I don't think so. I think that you got to think about it too, like how they have Tron. Like Tron was over in what what country was Tron? Tron there? is in Shanghai. Shanghai, and then now it's in Magic Kingdom. So sure. what I'm saying is, is like it's it might be a good testing ground. Like let's go there, maybe let's do this, let's put it out there, let's get it, you know, let's just see what's going on. Right. Let's monitor how popular is it. You know, whatever, and then. They just might bring it to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. You know? And since they have Rafiki's Planet Watch closed down, mm-hmm. they have quite a bit of land back there. Listen. But, I mean, they are <laughs> Disney doing... has plenty of land over here in Florida. <laughs> it's true. But, I mean, they do have the vets back there right now, though. So, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But let's go back to Shanghai, man. Right, right, right. I am very, very excited to see what comes of this mm-hmm. because – I liked Zootopia a lot. I didn't think it was the marvel that most people think it ended up being. Likewise. Yeah. But it was a good movie nonetheless. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite parts of that movie was the city. Yeah. The city itself was so cool. Yeah. Was so cool. I really liked it. And I would love to see what they do with a just big area where they can make an actual Zootopia. I mean, it makes sense. If you're going to put something, I think ultimately Disney is smart. You know, they're going to put, I like the idea of them putting out different stuff in different places around the world. It's, well, yeah. You know, as kind of, and the way, as I see it, is is the way you should probably think in business. Test. Let's see how it is. And then mm-hmm. if people are clamoring for it over here, you might just bring it over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean I'm, that's that's my hope anyway, but yeah, it's it sounds cool. It's gonna be really interesting to see what it looks like when it's all uh, said and done. Yeah, I mean you have just you have such potential for cool rides, for cool areas, because Zootopia itself in the movie, if I'm not mistaken, is split up into five different sections. You have the actual city, you have a Sahara desert area, you have a blizzard area, you have a forest area, yeah, and. You have another one. I can't remember. No? Uh, no, I'm saying I don't know. I only saw it just the once. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I can't remember what that last section of the city is, but I do know that you could have some cool rides in there, man. That would be a lot. A volcano area, maybe? I don't know. But it would be a lot of fun yeah. to have some stuff in there, man. That would be awesome. 
But for right now, it's all kind of just speculation as far as what could be going in there. We just know that we are getting a Zootopia land mm-hmm. out in Shanghai, and that's oh. fantastic. I'll be excited to see when the images come out. My question is to you, Chris. At what point do you say, you know what? I know we're getting the Tron coaster here in Magic Kingdom. I still, I have to spring for it. I have to get a passport, jump on a plane, and go to Shanghai. Like, what has to go out there for you to be like, all right, fine, I'm going? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? You're not, never going no, to Shanghai? No, I mean, it's it's kind of hard. I mean, because, I mean, like, we got a lot of properties here in Florida. I mean, sure like I said, we we're, we're very spoiled over here. Yeah. We got the land to do it. We're not in a in a confined space. Disney has parks for days that they can come up with. You know what I'm saying? So sure. we have everything we, we could want. I mean, I would be... A Marvel Land would be cool, but I don't see that also not happening here. I think eventually it's going to happen here too. So I mean, I I don't. Well, Marvel Land here is tricky with everything. But even if a Marvel Land came out, you know, we know it's going to be on the West Coast. That's not even enough to make me go. I'm going to take a huge flight just for that. You know, they are making a Marvel Land out on the West Coast. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying that that's not what's you know not even that is making me go. I'm that I'm so excited. I'm going to go there for just that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't go to the West Coast. Right. I'm just saying, I'm saying there's really nothing, no property is going to get me to come out and travel there. You know, if anything, the whole just going to the West Coast and trying out Disney over there is, cool. is more than enough. You right. Know? It's just it's it's hard to convince people to from you know <laughs> to go all the way to Shanghai for Zootopia. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be very very interesting to see the crowds and whatnot there and. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in this. But the Shanghai Disneyland looks incredible. Yeah, it looks awesome. All right. Let's bring it back over to Florida. Bring it back home. Nice. And California, I suppose, if you want to look at it. We've been talking now of uh, quite a few times. I am incredibly excited for Smuggler's Run over at Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. My guess is that Rise of the Resistance is going to be a dark ride. We got some news. It doubles down on my opinion that it is a dark ride because according to reports, it is supposed to be a 28-minute epic of a ride (laughs) and have three... Wait, is it Smuggler's Run or is it a... Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, Rise of the Resistance. Okay, okay. Yeah. Rise of the Resistance is supposed to be a 28-minute epic ride Mm -hmm. with 300-plus animatronics. Mm Mm-hmm. That's nuts, man. Yeah. It's not going to be your basic dark ride, I'm telling you that. No, it's not. The only thing I thought of, though, when I heard this, I was like, Ellen's Universe of Energy? Really? You're going to bring this back? But I hope that it's not that. No, it's not. People say, oh, I love Ellen's Universe of Energy. No, you don't. You're sleeping. Exactly. Take a nice break from the hot sun. (laughs) You love it now that it's gone. You're nonsense. You got nonsense. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this, Chris? Do you Are you excited now? Are you like, ah, oh, man, you know what, 28 minutes? That might be a bit. It's scary. It's scary <laughs> to think of. I mean, the concept is cool. It's just that, you know how we were just talking? I was just at Disney this past weekend. Right. I mean, we were looking at those articles being written about the best times to go to Disney. Dude, this past weekend was nightmarish really with how packed it was 
oh, okay. and how much crap was going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so, I mean, it's scary to think that this land, you know, like, like I said, Avatar was just a, was a tiny little taste of how crazy it can get with the lines and the wait times. Now you're talking about Star Wars, dude. It's scary to think like, I mean, if you get on the ride, I hope it's worth every 28, you know, the 28 minutes or whatever. But to think about that wait time and the traffic that's going to be going through there is a bit scary. It really is because it's scaring me hardcore right now. (laughs) Unless you have cars going just constantly, the wait time is going to be abysmal. The wait time for Ellen's Universe of Energy was awful. It was a 45-minute ride, and it was never a 45-minute wait, but it was a long wait. But that's the thing. Ellen is not as popular as Star Wars, and that's the thing. It's not. And to put it in perspective, man, Spaceship Earth is a 15-minute ride. Mm -hmm. let, Let me tell you something. We went to Epcot. We got there early before the park opened, uh-huh. rushed to Banshee, already a th- like a 300-minute wait time Animal right Kingdom. off the bat. Yeah, at Animal Kingdom. We got there early, went to get on the ride. It was like our 300-minute wait. Jeez. It was pushing us out of Avatar. Like, we couldn't even oh, enter yeah. the, the area. So that's what I'm trying to say, man. I mean, it's it's scary, and this is a, Avatar is a lesser property, it's like it's scary to think how they're going to do this when Star Wars gets open, you know? I don't know. I hope the organization is better for Star Wars than it was for Pandora. The Pandora organization wasn't awful, but it also wasn't great, you know? So, who knows? But I am a little bit worried about it. A little? I'm terrified about it, man. Because it just goes back to the whole thing about traffic. Mm Mm-hmm. They're calling it, oh, it's a living land, it's a living land. So hopefully it kind of takes guests and throws them out the other side. But if you have a ride, like in Smuggler's Run, where you have five or six different runs that you can do, and then your other ride, you only have two in there, is a 28-minute dark ride? Unless, maybe they're taking like 60 people in a shot. I don't know. (laughs) I think traffic is going to be a real big problem. I think they are severely underestimating the love that people have for Star Wars. And I really do think it's going to come back and bite them. <laughs> Don't you? I mean, I think I mean, it's, it's, gonna be it's a hard not to say, dude. It's really hard not to say, not to agree with you because, I mean, it's already a nightmare right now, you know, with just the traffic and just your basic rides and your basic, just your basic. Uh, lands, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. already tough. Like, so what I'm saying is, is like, I cannot imagine how they're going to, like you said, get the traffic through. And then you got these living fans who are, you know, like, I mean, Star Wars is a religion for, to some people. It Literally. straight up is a religion to some people. You know, you're that guy. You're like, I'm, I'm coming here from somewhere else in the world. I'm going to stay here all day and just sure. soak it in. So, I mean, it's weird to think that, you know, Disney's going to be able to get people and get out of here. Like, I mean, it's the idea sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to it. But it's it's scary to think that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's especially in Hollywood studios here in Florida, because, look, 
back, I think it was in 2016, they started doing these villain Halloween nights. Mm-hmm. They would bring out special villains that you can't usually meet, and it was supposed to be like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Well, the first year they did it, it was a complete disaster. The park was full to capacity. They were running out of food. They were running out of drinks. They were running out of everything. Nobody knew where the line was to meet the the villain because it was just wall-to-wall people. Yeah, It's gotten better. Like the next year they did it, and it was a little bit better, they said. But I think it's going to be like that, man. I think... I think Star Wars is going to end up shutting down Hollywood Studios the weekend that it opens. Not just the weekend, dude. I think it's going to be shutting it down for a while. You're probably right. No, I know I'm right. Because, I mean, dude, I mean, I'm just saying, it's 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 what I keep telling you, man. It's the biggest property in the world. It's the biggest known property of the world. It's what started fandom. You know what I'm saying? It's... it. It, Disney's already packed as it is. You know what I'm saying. This is just gonna draw even more people, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. <laughs> yeah. And now for this week's Hidden Mickey Hunt. While atop a banshee you soar and fly, an odd stop in a cave, look for this guy. O'er the left shoulder, made of the clover, it will glow as you take to the sky. Ah, are you checking in tonight? Welcome home. The Riviera. It's going to be opening in December. Right. Huzzah. Yeah. You can already start making reservations for it. And that's great. Mm -hmm. Wonderful for Disney. They have to be ecstatic about that because there's like, finally... We can make more money. (laughs) (laughs) We start taking people's bucks. And it is going to be no joke to stay there, dude. Nope. 335 is what they're talking about right now for a studio. Mm -hmm. For a studio. There are studio apartments you can rent for a month that are less than that. Right. That's insane. Then you have your deluxe studio. It's nice. That's the deluxe. The deluxe Deluxe studio. Five oh three a night, mm-hmm. but Chris, mm-hmm. you can have a deluxe studio with a preferred view. So I get a window. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to look at the parking lot. Yeah, five sixty six. Okay, I'd pay the extra little but little bit if I was just if I had to choose between that and the deluxe studio. Yeah, it's not that big of a jump. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not terrible. You're a scenic person. You have a one bedroom villa, seven forty three a night. Pocket change, Bryce. <laughs> Give me the big one, okay? Nonsense. Mr. Howell. Yeah. <laughs> and the craziest one that they have there 
is a three-bedroom grand villa. Just take a guess. 2000? No. I'm just going to throw something out there just crazy. No. $2,277. A night. $2,277? Yeah. A uh, night. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. Like, I love staying at Disney Resorts. My parents are DVC members. Yeah, and yeah, honestly, yeah. I've been a little bit spoiled because I have stayed at a lot of them. I've stayed at Contemporary. I've stayed at Animal Kingdom more times than honestly I can count. Wilderness Lodge. I've stayed at Pop Century. I've stayed at a number of them. Well, this might honestly, be one you might not be staying at. Honestly, I would be embarrassed to be like, hey, Mom, Dad, let me borrow some of your points to stay at the Riviera. Because that is insane, man. Mm-hmm. Those numbers are insane. I can only imagine what it would be in points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, going back to what we're talking about now, I believe it was three weeks ago now already. You're not going to be able to use your points if you bought a used DVC plan on the resale market. Mm -hmm. We knew it was going to be significant because that's an annoying announcement to make. (laughs) Yeah. But my God, dude, those prices are just insane. Yes, sir. I mean, tell me honestly, would you stay at a resort for that amount of money? No. And like I said, the only ones that will get my money out of any of the resorts would be the uh, Animal Kingdom because it's just such a beautiful place. Um, Now that I've been to uh, the Polynesian, walked around in there, definitely the Polynesian, obviously. And I would say the only other one that I would put that much effort to try to get into would be the Star Wars one, just for the sheer spectacle of it. But that just sounds insane. It's a lot of money, dude. It, It really is. And it's going to be one of Epcot's resorts. It's going to go right in between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. It's going to have a nice location. Yeah. And quite honestly, I really cannot wait to go and walk around. Mm-hmm. Check out the resort. Check out what they have to eat. Check out the pool. Yeah. I can't imagine a world in which I ever get a chance to stay there. No. That's just too much money. Especially when you have something like Pop Century. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have yeah. Pop Century. I've stayed there for as little as $70 a night, and that's a Disney property. Yeah. And it's not like it's bad. It's an economy resort, sure, but it is a nice resort. Right, right. And for as little amount of time as you spend in the room when you're at Disney anyway. Now, if you're saying, oh, you know what? I want to go to Disney, and I want to stay in the room, and I'm going to stay in the room. I'm not going to go to the park. Well, these at are all. for your people who take a vacation. You know, you're talking about a week, maybe two. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like these are that's the kind of price tag that you got to think if you're willing to shell out like twenty two hundred dollars. I just got sick at the thought of spending fourteen thousand dollars on a hotel room. For well, a I'm week. saying if you're gonna drop twenty two hundred, uh-huh. you have that money to do that. Yeah, you know probably. what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to say. Like. You're going to be able to enjoy the. Uh, I'm sure the rooms are beautiful, and I'm sure it's scenic is going to. It's going to be amazing. The location is amazing, but I mean, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'll stay in my pop century. Thank you. Amen, buddy. And I will walk over from Art of Animation. I love that resort. Art of Animation is awesome. 
on the topic of money, mm-hmm. Disney has this thing where you can add your card when you check into your resort, and then you can link that to your Magic Band, right? Right. Cool. Just be aware of this. Disney takes out a retainer of money for, you know, incidentals in your room. Yeah. You break a lamp, hey, that was 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So they take that out. And then when you check out, providing everything's good, you get your $100 back. Right, right. And that's pretty standard stuff. That's how you're just going to be at any hotel. Most resorts, yeah, most most hotels. Exactly. And so what they're doing now is if you are charging your card through your Magic Band, say you go to a food and wine festival, mm-hmm. and bam, Magic Band, Magic Band, Magic Band, Magic Band, and you rack up a total of $200 in a day, which is shockingly easy to do. Very easy. Yes. <laughs> well, Disney is then going to say, okay, we have your room total, we have your $200 that you just spent at Food and Wine Festival, but now we're going to take out that $100 hold. That way, it's not like you went to the parks, spent $200, and now Disney has none of your money on hold anymore. (laughs) They're just going to keep taking that $100 out. Now, it'll never be more than $100, but it's always going to be your current total plus a hundred dollars. Yeah. So that's important to know. Yeah. Because <laughs> even when I stay at resorts, I never put my card on file. I never use the Magic Band because I spend far too much money just using my debit card. Right. Right. I can't imagine if it was easier than using my debit card how much money I would spend. Like, oh yeah, give me a water. Oh yeah, I want some liquor. Oh yeah, just give me this. Give me that. It'd be a nightmare. When you just throw your wrist everywhere. Exactly. I have to chop the bloody thing off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So just be aware of that because that is going into effect on February 27th, 2019. So So for you who's planning. Just think about it. Think about it. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of like just a retread of topics we've talked about before. Right. But with new information, so that's always nice. Yeah, it's always good. Yes. Jose Andres has Haleo coming out mm-hmm. down in Disney Springs. Right, right. Well, now they've actually just announced another restaurant for him called Pepe. Yeah. And, dude, I got to be honest, man. I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Yeah, he's making his imprint in Springs. Yes, And he it's is. nice because, I mean, he's bringing some Spanish food stuff that you haven't tried before, you know? Exactly. And it sounds really, really good. So Pepe, that is a food truck, and it's just It's a famous food truck. Right, right. And this is going to be the first, like, brick-and-mortar store that it has. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be exciting. Yes. That's very exciting. But then I started reading the menu. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I can't remember a time where I've been more excited about a menu to try in Disney Springs. Right, right. Right? They have the pollo fritos, and that sounds really good. It's made with breaded chicken breast, aioli, which if just... You'll indulge me for a moment. Why does everything have aioli in it right now? I don't know. Because it's good. See, I don't like it. I don't like mayonnaise. Uh, I don't like mayonnaise, so it it just does nothing for me. Matter of fact, I'm allergic to mayonnaise. Oh, God. Yeah, so. Well, maybe that's why you don't like it. it, Probably. (laughs) It'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Brava sauce, which I had to look this up, but it's a spicy tomato-based sauce. Got hot paprika, red pepper flakes. Dude, I am in. Yep, right up my alley. Yeah, dude. 
I cannot wait for that. I'm I'm just really I can't wait because it's gonna offer just a nice different little twist over there. Because you know, you, know yeah. you, you don't have really anything adventurous in springs. You know, you got your lots of burger and steak places, your seafood, yeah, and you got an Italian place. You got your Irish food, but then you know they serve a lot of steak and potatoes. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not nothing adventurous, not nothing a little bit different. And that's so nice that he has two places that we can try this out. So I'm pumped for that. The Serrano y Manchango? Dude. Manchango cheese, I feel, is very underrated. It is. And I love it. Very good. Tell you a really quick story. I bought a wedge of it, took it home. This is when I was living with Kevin. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like cutting it up and then putting just it on my ate plate. ate it like a cake. <laughs> well, I put it on the plate, and Kevin goes, when did we get cake? I go, we didn't. This is cheese. He's like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That's I thought funny. it was a good story. But, dude, I'm almost more excited about the bread that it's served on. It's called Panda Crystal, which is, like, when you translate it to English, is glass bread. Mm -hmm. Because the crust is supposed to be super crispy, Mm -hmm. but the inside is nice and soft. Mm -hmm. And I love that in a bread, man. Right, right. I cannot wait. I'm very excited about this place. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because now you don't have to necessarily go to Haleo and have a nice sit-down restaurant. You, this place sounds a little bit more relaxed, you know what I'm saying? Right, a little more laid back. Right, and you can still have the same flavors and all that sort of crap, you know right. what I'm saying? So, I'm like I said, I can't wait for this. And they have a number of different vegetarian sandwiches, mm-hmm. which I am very much not a vegetarian. Likewise. Literally, last night I ate... Half a roll of hard salami in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, no, I am not a vegetarian by definition. Right. But I think for people who are vegetarians, like my sister-in-law, she is a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. She does not like to eat meat, especially meat that she does not prepare herself. Right. That's why I ordered her pizza. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but that's just a great place for her to be able to go. Well, not just that. Quick. It's also a place for us to try. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it, if you're going to be... Because you have the pollo fritos, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah, there you go. And that's what I'm saying. It's it's a cool little adventurous way to just try different stuff, and for all we know, we might like that better than the meat. So Maybe. Let's not say <laughs> crazy things, Chris. <laughs> I just watched as you just kind of stared off into the distance like, <laughs> no, that's you're, not possible. You are very wrong. It's okay. Moving on, let's move on to something that we can both agree on, and that is dessert. Right. When I was a kid, I loved Push Pops. You? I love Push Pops. They're fantastic. Especially down here in Florida. Yeah. You kind of need it. Exactly. They were were always branded with the Flintstones, and it tasted like Fruity Pebbles. I loved it. It was great. Now, as an adult, the paddlefish said, Bryce... Come to my land, take my push pops, and get very drunk because they have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's they what they said. Exactly are, their words. They are booze filled push pops, and I can really say nothing but thank you because that sounds fantastic. Yeah, I think I'd go to Paddlefish just to try it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, absolutely. I would go there just to try it. The that. pictures looked actually really cool. They look 
really delicious. And especially in Florida when it's hot like 90% of the year. Right. This is going to be this is going to go a long way, you know. Right. I've been reading some of the reports and they're saying we have eight different flavors. They have eight different flavors. I called them mm-hmm. right before I came into studio and they actually have four right now. Okay. They have the Moscow Mule, they have the Mango and Passion Fruit, which that sounds really good. Yeah, that does sound good. They got the Lemon Drop and then they have the Blueberry Mania. So you have four different frozen concoctions that all have a 30-proof cocktail, essentially, within them. I am in it. Thank you very much, Paddlefish. (laughs) I will take that all day. Yes, sir. (laughs) Another thing that Disney Springs has decided to give us is back. It's chocolate. Yeah, I know. You guys were devastated last week. Thank you, Ghirardelli. What was this, some kind of nonsensical political (laughs) stunt? Like We wanted Bryce and Jamie to flip out about it, (laughs) say it on a podcast. and uh, It was funny because you said that this week we walked in and they handed me the chocolates. I was like, well, this is strange. Bryce and Jamie are lying. No, I wasn't. The Nocturnal Disney podcast lies. (laughs) Not getting my information from them anymore. Oh, man. Because they do give me chocolate. And I am happy about that. I would rather get chocolate from Ghirardelli than be right. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, I was both. You're not. You're not taking <laughs> that big of a hit. Now I know people just walk in there yeah. for the free sample. That we amazing. didn't. I got. I ordered myself some coffee. But the chances of someone trying it and being like, "Okay, I'm gonna get more," that doesn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. this is good. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And for the prices you're charging there, calm down. Hand out a piece of chocolate. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, because they are ridiculous. Yeah, you need to sit down for a minute. Hand me a piece of chocolate, please, (laughs) for free. When stars are born, they possess a gift or two. One of them is this. They have the power to make a wish come true. Man, what a great trip. Let's relive it, huh? All right, Chris. The time has come, my friend, to talk of things that we've already done. Yes, sir. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about fireworks, or should we talk about Jacques Lindsay's hangar bar? I think you got to go with the bar, man. I do like the bar. Okay, let's talk about the bar. You enjoy the fireworks a little better. <laughs> Pretty colors. <laughs> All right. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Jacques Lindsay's Hangar Bar is a bar dedicated to Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And that is a bar I can get behind. Located in Disney Springs. Exactly. Exactly. Can't miss it. <laughs> you really can't. No. Because it's got, it looks like a giant hangar, which an is airplane pretty hangar, cool. And it has an airplane wing, like, just dangling outside. Yeah. It's awesome. It is really, really fun. That being said, man, it is a tiny, tiny place. Yeah. Self-seating, go in there and you can seat yourself. hmm So, typically, we talk about, you know, a restaurant where we can get some food, so on and so forth. This is a bar, and it is a Bar mm-hmm. only. <laughs> yeah, so bar food, appetizer-esque. That's right. They do have appetizers. And when we went in there, I got the calamari, and 
It was great, man. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had the calamari in there? No, I haven't had the calamari. I went with their, um, it's like their like bagels. It's it's really cool because it's almost like a uh, like a pretzel, but mm-hmm. it's like a tower of like these crispy bagels mm-hmm. that are, and then it comes with beer cheese and a mustard, and it is f- so good. Beer cheese is always good. Oh my gosh, beer cheese! You can't go wrong <laughs> with beer cheese, man. Ever. No. Ever. Before we get to the food, though, the I love the theming of the bar, though. Me too. I'm a big fan of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I would always bounce back and forth between Jurassic Park and Indiana Raiders Jones. of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And what that's really cool is, like, like I didn't even know Jock Lindsay at all, and then mm-hmm. I went in there, and I'm like, this is very Indiana Jones-like. Right. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's his pilot. Right, right. And, and that's what's really cool is you walk in, the atmosphere is really cool. There's this one seating place, which is a, uh, what is it, those diving tanks that you can yes, sit in? Yes, that is cool. And it's just a room, you know? And it's a round table. Yeah. So you go in there, if you got like five or six people, just mm-hmm. hang out, and it's a good little spot, which is nice because it makes it a little bit quieter. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a loud spot. Your own kind of private little room. Exactly. And then the theming was just awesome with it. See, now that is a really cool seating area. Mm-hmm. My favorite seating area is actually outside. Likewise. Yeah, because you can go outside and you walk out onto a little dock, and mm-hmm. you can stand there and you can order drinks, do whatever. Mm-hmm. If you can't find seating, which is a genuine possibility. Yeah, yeah. But then you can jump on a boat that's just hanging there. Mm-hmm. And, dude, that spot is awesome. It if is. you can get it, it is a great spot to sit. It's out on the water mm-hmm. because... The hangar bar is right on the water. It's right next to the boathouse. Right, right. So it's really comfortable usually. A lot of times you'll have the lake breeze coming off the water. Right, right. And if you don't mind it being a little bit loud, Mm -hmm. that's, my opinion, the best seat in the place. Mm -hmm. Because just outside of that is a stage where you're going to have one of the live musicians playing. Right, right. And the last time I was there... It was the guy with the Spanish acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Man. Perfect, and, huh? Yeah, dude. It was, it was great. Lighting, the atmosphere. Exactly. Ah, it was just, it was fun. Yeah. It was just a good time. It's it's hard not to like that place. You know, the drinks are strong. There was like a, the captain's drink, I think is called. I tried that. Really strong, dude. <laughs> so strong. I tried, you can also, it's really cool because when you walk in at the bar, there's this drink, there's like this glow-in-the-dark tube, and it's green liquid, and yeah. it's just constantly bubbling, yeah. and you can't miss it, you know? It's like, because it's kind of dark when you walk in, right. that's like the thing that brightens the room up. Mm-hmm. And it looks kind of, it looks crazy, it looks nuts, but the drink, it's a drink. Right. Is it Reg- Reggie's Revenge? Right. Such a good drink. I liked it. It is tremendous. I mean, taste-wise, I mean, it's not the best, but my gosh, it'll get you there. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh, man. And the bottle it comes in is sweet. See, when I got it, I didn't get it in a bottle. What did it come in? It came in like this little scientist vial sort of thing, like a green tube, and it had like this... Like Mayan looking base to it. It's 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 such it's that's another thing too is the cups there that you can actually purchase. You can buy, you can pay the extra to get the cups and stuff like that. I've but done they're that. so cool. I've done that. Mm-hmm. The weekend my brother got married, he got married up in St. Petersburg. 
And so I went from St. Pete the next day over to Disney. My family went, and I was like, guys, I'm going over to Jacques Lindsay's Hangar Bar to get this cup. And I wanted to go specifically for the cup because I thought it was so cool. Yeah. And I own it, and I drink out of it every week. <laughs> and it's the monkey head. That's awesome. Dude, it is so cool. The frozen monkey brain. That is great. From Temple of Doom. And the cup is really interesting looking, man, because it's clearly a monkey, but it almost looks more like a tribal mask than a monkey. Than the actual monkey in the movie. Exactly. That's cool. I freaking loved it. So I would highly recommend it. I mean, again, this is is to hold you over for dinner. You just want to have some good drinks with some fun, like a fun atmosphere that's other than just a sit down place. You know, you can look around. And like I said, if it's a hot day, being outdoors doesn't necessarily kill you either, you know, because you're, you're right on the lake. You get the lake breeze. And it's and, all under shade. Exactly. Which is very important because a lot of them don't always give you that. Right. I think every the whole the whole outside is completely shaded, so, yeah. which is what you need. So it's a, it's a high recommend for me, dude. Me too. At least experience it once. Yeah, and it's, it's hard not to say I recommend this bar, you know, because there's just so many of them, and mm-hmm. it's drinks. Yeah. How do you mess up drinks? And mm-hmm. you can. And if you're an Indiana Jones fan, you're going to see all sorts of little Easter eggs, you know, exactly. throughout the pictures. The, even the menu has uh, Indiana Jones references and stuff like that, Yeah. which is really cool. So I think one of them is Elsa's hard-boiled eggs, or Elsa's deviled eggs, I think, is one mm-hmm. of them. And that's so that's cool. It's a nice yeah. little nod. Shockingly, though, they're fries. Absolutely incredible. Well, now I got to try them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fries, whatever. Exactly. You wouldn't think, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they're fries. It doesn't matter. No, they are tremendous. And they come out in this little wireframe plane. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. That's cool. Yeah, it's nice. I liked it a lot. So now, instead of being in Disney Springs, we go over to Magic Kingdom, Chris. Mm-hmm. We are going to watch the new fireworks show. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the new fireworks show is really, really interesting. It's it's very much improved on the old one. Now, the old one, I mean, it obviously could be because it was old. I mean, I don't know how people felt about it. I'm guessing it was popular, but I'm just saying, for me, it does not nearly hold my attention, and it wasn't as grand as I think this one is. We're talking about Wishes. Yeah, Wishes. Okay. I really like Wishes. I like Wishes quite a bit. Just from like a narrative standpoint, though, and even visually, man, the one that they have right now, which is called Happily Ever After, it is breathtaking at points. Right, right. Because what they were doing with Wishes was they were having a castle projection show before, and then you wait about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, I think it was, then the castle would go dark, and then you'd have your fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, instead of doing that, they just incorporate both of those into one, and it is grand. It is, and that's what's really cool because, I mean, I'm not a fireworks guy. Right. I'm not someone that's like, I need to see fireworks. Sure. They're, I find them very annoying, actually, sometimes. <laughs> so the idea of having to sit there with all these people really put me off mm-hmm. but me and Raylan went to go see it and because you know you were telling you were the one who actually was telling me that you should go see it 
And it was it was awesome because yeah. the castle holds your attention. Right. And then the fireworks really go well with the projections on the castle. Because they interplay together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll have the scene with Pirates of the Caribbean and they're shooting off cannons. Mm-hmm. Well, when the cannonball goes off the castle, mm-hmm. phew, firework. Wrecker Ralph is like my favorite one though. Mine too. <laughs> and what's really cool is that as as close as you can get to it or as far away as you can, like we're talking about the beginning of Main Street, mm. it looks beautiful. It looks good. So if you're that close to it and you're wondering about the projections, don't worry about it. It looks great. You're far away. You're all the way at the beginning of Main Street and you're just looking at it from afar. Mm. It looks really great. That is one thing I think that we should mention, especially with the crowds, if you have a kid that is younger, short. Mm-hmm. It could be a little difficult for them to see right and see everything only because from freaking ground to the tip of the spire, mm-hmm. everything on that castle is being used, which yeah. is really cool. Like it does make for some just absolutely awesome visuals like when it mosses over and they go into the brave section yeah 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 that is really cool Mm -hmm. when they have all the different um tribe flags drop down out of the windows that is really cool really awesome when elsa freezes the castle really cool that is cool but again it goes from top to bottom Mm -hmm. so you might miss some of the stuff along the bottom but you're not missing much right if that makes any sense to you right 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 but because the fireworks are designed to play in line so much with the projections i do recommend to get as centered on the castle Mm -hmm. as you can because you're right closeness doesn't really matter so much with this one but being centered can change your perspective on it yeah it's it's really fun dude it's a good way to end the day Mm-hmm. Leave off on a high note, you know exactly. what I'm saying? It, it, the show itself, like I said, I can't tell you anymore. The Wreck It Ralph is like so cool how they do it. It just looks so well done, you know. Almost you can't even tell that they're projections. It just looks like literally it looks like magic on the castle. It looks so good. How early do you think, reasonably, that you got to get there? The earliest you should get there before the fireworks start, because we both know. That that place it has so many people, and it's actually the seating, the fighting for those spots start really early. It does. It's not as bad as Fantasmic. No, no. Over in Hollywood. No, not close. But it is still pretty rough. And going back to what we were saying about Star Wars, it's still new. Yeah. And now everybody wants to see it. It's still a main draw now. Where Wishes was kind of petering off. I mean, it had been. Right, right. Years and years, I think it was been like 10 years that Wishes had been in rotation. So a lot of people saw it like, ah, we don't need to watch it this time. Let's go ride Space Mountain. Let's go do something else. But to answer your question, how early should we get there? It really depends on the makeup of your group. Mm-hmm. If you have a bunch of little kids, you might want to get there around 8 o'clock. Yeah, because you have all those bodies, early. all those people. An hour early as really what I would probably tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, someone like me and my family, it's me and my wife. Mm-hmm. So we can just 
drop in. It's very easy for us because you know Disney, those people, the people there, the cast get very Nazi esque about staying inside that white line because you know they have it all taped off of where you need to stand. That white line is king. Oh, it is. It's very king. But when you're just by yourself or you're with you know your wife, it's so easy to just kind of walk and slip in for a minute and catch a decent part of the show. And you can still catch, you know, you can still see it. You know, it's still good. But if you have a bunch of kids, it might be worth getting there early and just taking that extra time. You know, like get your drinks beforehand, get something to eat beforehand, sit down and bunker down and wait. Otherwise, it gets it gets packed, you know. It can get real hairy. Some people might not even know that you can do this, right? When you're planning for your day, one of the things that you're going to be doing is making fast pass selections. Right. The mentality is I'm going to make my fast pass selections early at the first place I want to go, knock those out, maybe go to a different park, move on from what I've been doing. Because you can make a fast pass selection after your initial three, but after they're done. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see Happily Ever After, dude, get a fast pass for it. They have a whole section of the lawn squared off just for you, and you don't have to get there as early. Yeah. I mean, you might have a crowd to fight with just within there, mm-hmm. but it is not going to be nearly as bad. And you're so up close to it, I mean, you really can't miss it, you know? Exactly. And the section that they have squared off is a really good section to see the show from. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So that would be my recommendation is splurge, use your fast pass, and get one of those because it's going to make your life so much easier. Yeah, yeah. It's going to make a (laughs) heck of a difference. So, Chris, you've seen it. Someone's going there for the first time. Would you recommend them sitting down and taking an hour out of their day, maybe an hour and a half out of their day, to make sure that they have a good seat for this show? Would you recommend them seeing it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, at, at least once. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is a really cool spectacle. And like I said, it's I'm not a big fireworks person, but yet it every time I'm kind of cutting through there, I still kind of stop. And I, you know, the ushers are ushering me along, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm still looking at it because it is beautiful, you know, it and is. it's it's really neat. So I would definitely say it's worth once. You know, you're going to get some really cool photos. If you're someone who likes taking pictures, you can do so lots of fun stuff with that. But yeah, at least once. I would agree with you, man. I would agree with you. Do it once. And then once you like it, great. Keep doing it. If you're like, eh, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. It was still something that you're going to want to say, hey, I saw the fireworks over the castle. Right, right. And that's the end for this week anyway. I wanted to thank you all for listening. You can find me on iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on DigiFox Studios' new network, the Fox Playbox. Type in foxplaybox.com, and you can find all the shows in our network. If you would be so kind as to like, favorite, and subscribe, I would greatly appreciate it. It does help us get up through the ranks so more people can find our show and keeps us relevant. That's always nice, right? Yeah, it is always pretty good. <laughs> thank you again so much for listening. And until next Saturday, this is Bryce. And Chris. Saying, Hurry back. Hurry back, we're dying to have you.